Welcome to Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie. I am your host and teacher. And today we delve into chapter 11 of John's Gospel. This chapter is almost exclusively dedicated to the death of Lazarus, a friend of Jesus, and Jesus raises him from the dead. We won't get to that portion of it today. We're going to divide this chapter into three portions. Today we'll be introduced to Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, and we will also hear of his illness and his untimely death and Jesus's delay in going. And that seems like an odd thing, but Jesus has something special in mind, and we will get to that as we make our way through this story. But John chapter 11, verses 1 through 16 for today, let's go ahead and read that portion now. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they will see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Jesus and his disciples had been back in Galilee after the events of chapter 10 and 9 and the healing of the blind man and so forth. It's getting closer to the time when Jesus would be crucified, but his time had not yet come. It's getting closer. And his friend Lazarus is now sick. Actually, by the time Jesus finds out he is sick, Lazarus has already died. By the time the messengers got to where Jesus was at, Lazarus had already passed away. But we don't know that yet in the story. Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha, were close to Jesus. We see more of that in some of the other Gospels. We will see Mary again in chapter 12. As John reminds us, this is the same Mary who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Jesus is called, is summoned to come down to Bethany, which is about two miles away from Jerusalem to Judea, just to the east side of the Mount of Olives. You could call it a suburb of Jerusalem, 
And there he goes, and it's why, because of its closeness, it's why so many people from Jerusalem are there to witness this miracle when it does come to pass. But Jesus tells his disciples that this sickness will not end in death, and here he's speaking of spiritual death more than he's speaking of physical death. He's going to use this experience for God's glory and for his own glory. They don't understand some of his statements, and we get that. I mean, it almost seems cruel the way Jesus speaks about his friend Lazarus dying And again, in verse 14, he says, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. That seems to us on the surface to be callous, but of course, Jesus has other things in mind. So Jesus, and we're told here that Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Now, this is just feeding into proving his point of what he is trying to do. When Lazarus is raised from the dead, he is four days dead, four days in the tomb. Because of the heat, because of the moisture, people would normally bury their dead the same day that they died. They didn't have embalming techniques like what we have today, and so it wasn't unusual for them to be buried on the same day. So Jesus delays allowing him to be dead, to make sure that he was truly dead so that people would know he was really, really dead, if you will. And so he says, after two more days, let's go back to Judea, but his disciples aren't excited about that either. Rabbi, a short while ago, the Jews there were trying to stone you. Why do you want to go back now? Jesus's answer is somewhat veiled. Are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will stumble, uh, will not stumble, for they will see by this world's light. It's when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. Jesus is the light of the world. When we walk according to his will, it is in the light. When we walk according to evil, it is in the darkness. And Jesus is making reference to that as long as they're staying in God's will, they will be safe, at least for now, because it is not yet his time. So he went on to tell them, verse 11, that our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. And his disciples took that in the sense of a natural sleep. It wasn't unusual for them to refer to death as sleep in the same way that we talk about people passing away. When someone died, they would say things like that they fell asleep. They were talking about physical death. The disciples, they didn't understand him, which was not unusual either. When Jesus was talking about one thing, they often took it in a different way. They thought he was talking about Lazarus falling asleep in physical sleep, natural sleep. So he tells them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Jesus knew what he was going to do. Jesus knew that this was going to be a moment that would be a climax, that it would lead to a powerful moment, that it would uh, lead to a moment, a, a time where their faith would be, would increase and mature. And Thomas, also known as Didymus, now Thomas and Didymus both are, one's Hebrew, one's Greek way of saying twin, 
So Thomas, the twin, says to the rest of the disciples, let us go that we may die with him. And that is somewhat prophetic from Thomas to predict that Jesus was going to die early on like this. And the bravado that he has in making this declaration is something that actually the remaining disciples, all except for for John, would come to an untimely and uh, difficult and perhaps violent death. So, Lord, we thank you for this time of preparation for us to look at and, and remember the raising of Lazarus from the dead. We know this story, we're familiar with it, and yet, Lord, as you set up this opportunity, as you set up this time where you were going to perform this miracles. You were pre- preparing his dis- your disciples for this moment. May we look at this moment as really the climax of your earthly ministry, the increasing of their faith, hopefully the increasing of our own faith as well. Lord, all of these miraculous signs that you have performed to demonstrate that you are the Messiah, that you are our God, that you you love us and you care for us. And sometimes it's in ways that we don't understand or we can't see in the here and now, but in the days to come or when we are with you in heaven, we'll be able to look back and see how you were working all along, even when it seemed like you were absent. For Mary and Martha, your absence, the absence of Jesus in that moment would have seemed very difficult to grasp. And yet, for your glory and your honor, you had a bigger plan in place. And they would come to see that in time. And I pray that we too would come to see in our difficult moments, in our difficult times, in the times when it seems like you are absent in our lives, when we pray and it it seems like our prayers don't get answered, and yet you are still working. Lord, thank you for that. We love you and we praise you. And we pray for your glory and your honor. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening with us today on Daily in the Word. We hope that uh, these opportunities of us daily getting into the Gospel of John have been beneficial to you. We hope to see you again next time here on Daily in the Word. In the meantime, have a great day.